Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Hey, how are y'all doing today? How are y'all doing? Doing a tremendous amount of driving at the moment and it's great. Great to feel the four wheels under your bum and just get some road into you. Um, I leave Galway and I head towards Belfast and I always turn off at Ballina Slow. Uh, a town that I went to school in for a few years from 1985 to 1987 and I drive along the old road then as far as Athlone a place where I spent a lot of time as a kid as uh, my granny lived um, I have great memories of the freedom been given the freedom of Athlone <laughs> not in, a, in an official ceremony or anything like that it was marked by just this general vibe of uh, get out of the house <laughs> that's where the cracks to be had and I go on then to Moat and then I turn left eventually around Kinnegad or Enfield and I drive through Deep Meath into Longwood and Navan and I spend uh, a good 15 or 20 minutes driving around the town, visiting uh, old haunts, driving down the main street, driving down Flower Hill past the Valley Cafe Chipper and where Fox's pub used to be. Um, I drive up the far side of Flower Hill then and into Troytown Heights and Hillview and, and Black Castle and Belcourt and over towards St Oliver Plunkett's Primary School and the church and then out towards Slane where I walked one time to see Bruce Springsteen and out the road then up towards Drogheda and Dundalk and up towards Belfast and visiting these places and even driving around Galway when I get the opportunity has got me thinking about the past and what the fuck is it like and why is it always like when did this past begin? When did you start thinking about the past? And I think one of the reasons why these visits to those towns gives me such a gorgeous feeling is because when I'm driving around, I'm in a kind of in a ghost sense back there. You know, I'm 10 in Athlone with 50 pence in my pocket and going to the Ritz. The Ritz was an amusement centre that had a few pool tables 
and a defender machine. Or maybe I'd go to Pat's bar and I knew I'd be the only person there at 11 o'clock in the morning and I can shoot a bit of pool. Or maybe I'd hang around with Charlie Green and Dan Kelly and Jim Tierney and Connor Spollin and we'd we'd kick ball on the green or else we'd go up by the back of Montree and try and climb up the quarry and head up towards the water tank that I was that was at the back of my granny's house. The far side of the water tank was Assumption Road. Just my granny was never comfortable on Assumption Road. She lived in Auburn Villas and thought Assumption Road was a bit wild. And she said to me one day, Tom, if you ever drop money on Assumption Road, don't bend down to pick it up. Just keep going, keep going. As if the bending down to pick it up would get you into trouble. Like, as if you looking for money, the hordes would come scream out of their own houses and bait you up for it. Driving through Ballinasloe and you have sense memories at different times of the year. Like driving through Ballinasloe in the spring. I remember the spring of 1986 when I when I was a water boy. I was... That's who I was. I had long hair and dreams of utter freedom and lyricism. And I drive through Navan. And I remember going from housing estate to housing estate, playing ball and meeting girls. And and I was wondering, like, is it an age thing? Is it because I'm getting older that these memories keep coming back to me? Like I was talking to a fella recently and he's 79 and he was saying to me that he's, he's stuck. He's stuck back again in... The 50s and the 40s, he said his whole head is consumed with the past and damage that was done to him. And Isn't it strange the way you get afflicted by these things? They're not decisions. Your head gets haunted by all these different scenarios. Do you think when you reach 80 that you'd be so far, the far side of your teens... That it wouldn't bother you no more. But Jesus, he's saying it's stronger now than it ever was. And he said the the only cure for cure for it is to write me way out of it. That's the only way I'm going to get to the far side of these feelings. If I sit down with pen and paper and just scrive a mach eh, you know, just keep digging and digging and digging until. It's not bothering me no more. I've been listening to and watching a lot of Samuel Beckett. And he. what makes Beckett so fucking brilliant is that the great attempt he's making is to stop pretending. Stop pretending to be cool. Stop pretending not to be haunted. Stop pretending to be full of doubt. And those declarations of doubt and Visit spiritations are the most real thing. Like if you're trying to cut away, cut away all the pretending. And a lot of Beckett's characters are just going through the same motions over and over and over again. And they're talking about something that happened to them way back. And they cannot get to the far side of it. I was on a... Jesus Christ, I'm only 51, like, I mean, I have another hundred years to go. 
could could I could live for two or three hundred years depending on on how determined I am to to give up the drink and the cigars. But I was thinking, why why now? And I even when I drive around Galway, you know, I remember Punchbag Theatre Company there down at the end of Key Street and the crack we used to have. We had no money. We wouldn't have had a fierce amount of talent, but we had will and spirit. And that's all you need for crack. And I'm wondering, when you get to, to a certain age as well, you have a sense that nothing new is going to happen in your life except for shit stuff. That the experiences that you haven't had yet are all all the bad ones. All the catastrophic ones. All the ones that will half annihilate you. But, so there's a kind of a sense of predictability about what's... Like, I was talking to this girlie recently and she was about 21 or 22 and she was so excited about fucking next week like she was just oh can't wait and there was going to like when you're 21 or 22 the future is exciting because there's so much stuff that hasn't happened to you and it seems like a marvellous fucking adventure when you hit 51 it's kind of like you know when you go for a run and you, you kind of or a long walk and you you, you you go four miles from the house and at some stage you have to fucking turn around and go back so you'll be walking the road you've already walked there's that sense you get from life when you're 51 is that everything I'm gonna do or gonna see is stuff I've fucking been here before and again that's not a a weakness of mind it's just a fucking something you notice And maybe part of the habit of looking back is that you're trying to recapture that feeling of a time in your life when you'd done no harm to nobody. Like, I, I've done harm to people. You know, hurt them. I mean, I stabbed a fella in the balls with a sword one time when I was 11, but that wasn't that was you know his parents shouldn't have left two swords in the house with two 11 year old boys on their own what did they fucking think was going to happen you know they either come back to a beheaded rabbit or one of us on her knees and blood in the thigh and crying but I've you know I've hurt people emotionally you know I've done uh, fairly uh I can't even find the word for it, you know, but when you're involved, we've all done it to a greater or less degree. And you might look back on different parts of your life and you might, you know, you you, you carry the fact that you've hurt people with you. Um, and it, uh, it slows you down. It's, you know, there are bags on your back. But I'm wondering, is part of this kind of looking back, there, there, it's always to times, you know, when you're like eight or 14 or 
when you when you are free like and you I'm wondering about that you know I think about what I'm, I might do ahead of myself you know and the the thought of returning to stand up is uh, I'm not sure about it like you know uh, perhaps when I get up on stage again I'll f- I'll feel the fire but in, in in terms of my imagination I'm more interested now in in other types of performances always one man shows I think I couldn't be fucking sharing the stage with other people the greedy bastards but more interested now in Beckett you know and uh those strange states of mind that Beckett can draw you into and what it might be like like I've traipsed the world the whole wide world doing my stand up you know and and bringing when I'm abroad I have a very strong sense of myself as an Irish performer and you know standing up in a comedy club in New York and, and four Mexicans looking at you and and a sense of I almost have a sense of cultural permission to be slightly wilder than I am I know that I'm a foreigner I know that I'm a foreigner when I'm in England and the older I get the real I realize how different our two cultures are and that we don't feel the same about different things we we have a different different priorities like on the chat show recently there was I don't even remember the man from Sligo who had brought the aeroplane up from Shannon Airport and, and parked it in the field and was turning it in, into a and b or something like that and he was telling great stories about working as an embalmer in Chicago and the Mexican cartels coming back and blowing a hole in the head of the man that had just died because they didn't want any other gang stealing his secrets. And I can't imagine hearing that story on a Scottish chat show. You know, or an English one even. So we have different, we gravitate, we have respect for different things over here. And I've gone all around the place bringing my type of performative wildness to stages, you know. But the kind of, I wouldn't say the thrill of it has gone for me, but I'm no longer really interested in bringing that story. What I'd be interested in now is bringing people strange experiences. Like I've travelled the country. Used to do world tours of counties. I mean, the fucking madness of that. A tour of Leitrim. Imagine phoning a promoter and saying, I I want to do a a tour of Carlo. And I did into hotel rooms and small theatres and I'd even did, I even did the Mart 
In Mitchellstown, or was it Fermoy, one of them places anyways. And it's crack, you know, it's it's big drinking. It's not organised seating. You know, it's just chairs, get as many fucking chairs as you can. 800 chairs in a room that only fits 600 people standing. Did a fucking gig like that somewhere in Wicklow, Jesus. If if someone burped, the place would have fucking exploded in flame. But they're all about crack, like, you know. And they pay so that you... Like, we all share the same crack head. But someone has to be in charge or be the guide or, you know, be walking ahead of the group. Like a fellow with a torch bringing Americans through the Alawee caves or something. Mind your head here now! So people only laugh when they recognise. You know, so I'd be the mad bastard up on stage and it's because it synchronises with the mad bastard in their heads. They're not looking at me as a stranger. Even when the English are looking at me or the Mexicans, it's kind of like there's some hint of cultural recognition going on there. But in Ireland, my appetite now is for strangeness, to bring, bring strangeness to people. You know, and you can't do that in a beery room with 800 pints of Heineken and bottles of vodka in handbags and <sighs> fellas with doing cheap cocaine in the jacks and you know so you almost have to set the scene a little bit for the audience before the event happens but I find I'm excited about that because to me that's new territory to me that would be somewhere where I haven't been before a small little 100-seater theatre in Longford. And it says, it says Beckett on the poster. <laughs> in big writing. And Tommy Tiernan in small little letters. You have to look hard for them with a the, with the te- microscope. So there'd be no one there expecting crack. And the lights go down. People are all settled in for that. For the duration. Oh fuck me, it is religious like in in seriousness. And the fucking It's dark in the room and there's a little half light shone on the stage and I walk on with with the back bent. The burden well shouldered. And if I fucking just to shuffle on. See, I couldn't do that in stand-up because people would be... Because you can heckle in stand-up. You know, as uh, a woman in Helsinki shouted at me the time I was doing the completely improvised show, What is happening? <laughs> and to me, when she said it, I I felt... I felt as if at last someone was getting what I was trying to do. Because that's all... The show should have been called What is Happening. But people can heckle during stand-up and they, they don't heckle during Beckett. They, te- they, they tend not to. 
the shuffle on and the hair is mental and the big overcoat the size of one that a fucking giant might wear or something like that and all dusty white makeup on me face and me cheekbones are howling I can't go on I must go on I can't go on I must go on I can't go on I must go on I can't I can't go on I must go on I must go on I can't go on Oh can you fucking imagine an hour of that Fuck me wouldn't you be lifted wouldn't you be put in some fucking strange part of your own imagination driving home after watching that while I, I preferred his earlier stuff <laughs> that to me would be a, a worthwhile thing to do to take a show like that and bring it to fucking prisons <laughs> up to fucking Mount Chai. Can't go on, I must go on, I can't go on. Oh, they'd be riveted, wouldn't you? You'd imagine they'd be fucking riveted anyway. I'd be fucking riveted if I'd uh, killed my own mother and was in prison for life. The next thing this fucking actor trapses in to tell me how bad I'm feeling. I can't go on. But I'd love to do that now. You know, strange. There are other shows as well, you know, I'd love to. The Gospel of Mark. I'd love to do that. Just to fucking... To wonder. Not because you know. Because you're just fucking curious. They say the Gospel of Mark was written for actors. Like it was written to be performed. That the style of the writing is... A script. Imagine that. Imagine doing the Gospel of Mark. It's not as exciting as Beckett, I don't think. There's more drama in Beckett. You know, you just fucking look at the crowd. You look at the crowd and you fucking, and you die. That's, I mean, that's pure class. The gospel would be a different kettle of fish now, you know. But if I had a few projects like that lined up in front of me, I'd be excited. Do you know? It's an original thing to do for each of us as individuals is just to follow your own inclinations, be faithful to your instincts. Matradam, if you get it right or wrong, there's no right or wrong when you're following the smell of yourself where you're hinted to go good luck It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.